We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome in to another episode of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman, resident uh, Kentucky fan. He is Robbie Hummel, and uh, he's been out in the, the golf course uh, plenty. Uh, a source tells me that your putting sucks. That, that source is accurate. I had 40 putts today. <laughs> 40 putts. Riviera, Riviera Country Club will never forgive me for this. 40 putts. I'll never be the same. The course well, might blow up. It might explode with the horrific putting that well, occurred there today. At least, at least you got a good long game, right? Yeah, I played good otherwise. All right. There you go. Play. You've had enough time to play. I mean, you like should be Gilmore. I just got to get home once. So much easier than putting. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we, we've got some news this week. And, um, you know, next week the, the season starts. And usually when we get closer, we start to get some news with, some suspensions, uh, things of that nature. Today, and we're recording this on uh, what is today Wednesday. Uh, there was there was huge news that Oklahoma State, which had been hit with a uh, one year um, postseason ban, and then they appealed it so that last year they didn't have to uh, serve it. And Kay Cunningham, the eventual number one pick, was allowed to play in the NCAA tournament, as were uh, Mike Boynton's Cowboys. Um, but today the NCAA said we are, uh, we're sticking with our original decision. And now we're going to hit you with that postseason ban this year. And we're six days before the start of the season, Rob. Um, they, they, they met with the NCAA with the, uh, committee back in February, Mike Boynton told me earlier today. And they didn't have this decision till now. Like you couldn't have done this at least. And we'll, we'll get to the decision itself in a minute. But my almost my bigger problem is you couldn't have done this in July or June or even before these kids made their decisions to either transfer to Oklahoma State or, or whatnot. Um, you know, now they can't go anywhere. And even if they can, they're not eligible to play anywhere else. So they're stuck pretty much in Stillwater where they cannot play in the NCAA tournament. Um, it's complete bullshit. I mean, the whole thing is complete bullshit to me at this point. I can't even remember what they did wrong. It was that I Googled, wrong. I Googled it today when, I, when we, when this happened, I did Google what the problem or like what the, what the actual violation was. So I, I, I'm with you. I, 
Yeah, it was three hundred bucks that that Lamont Evans, I guess, gave to a, a current player or something. I, honestly, I don't know if I care anymore, Rob. I don't know if I care with any of these programs anymore, and I just want it all done. And, and I think part of it is we got kids now able to make money through NIL. So I think that's changed. And the we'll way get to that later. We'll get to that in a little bit. Exactly. Too. Jesus, like banner week for the NCAA. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, it's like. And so I get it. The rules are rules, but here's what I don't understand. And, and, and these are similar instances. Okay. They're not exact, but they're similar. Uh, University of South, uh, Southern California, USC has one of their coaches get arrested, uh, Tony Bland, and they get basically a slap on the wrist. They don't get the postseason back. South Carolina, um, the same coach, the same assistant coach, Lamont Evans was also at South Carolina. And they get a slap on the wrist. No postseason bet. Creighton had something with Preston Murphy, former coach who was fired. And he hasn't worked since. He's got a show cause. They get a slap on the wrist. No postseason ban. But Oklahoma State gets a postseason ban? Like, what the hell is going on, Rob? Like, I don't – isn't there – shouldn't there be some sort of consistency here? Well, and because they cooperated. Right. They did every – and that's where you're going to be like – you might as well just be like, oh, we cheated? <laughs> yeah, uh, good luck. <laughs> good good luck in your investigation. We're not going to help at all. We've seen in other schools that's worked. So that's an issue. I, I thought Mike Boynton and his presser today did such a good job, and, and their AD did, did as well, of just laying out, all right, we have a $300 violation where Jeffrey Carroll gets paid this money. Yep. He paid it back and got suspended. Right. So that's done. You have You have no failure to monitor. You have no lack of institutional control. You have no recruiting violations. You have no head coach responsibility. You have no player playing that's ineligible. So you're looking at this, right. and you're like, again, I had to go. All you can do is scratch your head on this, Rob. All you can do is scratch your head. This is 2016. Like, how, how long are we going to draw this out for? And it, it's just the timeline sucks on so many levels, whether it's the five years or just the timing of this. What about Isaac Likely, senior? Can't go to the NCAA tournament. What about the transfers? Bryce, Tom- Bryce Thompson from Kansas or Musa Cisse from Memphis. You know, you can make the argument that, all right, you should know you're, you're maybe transferring to a place that can get hit with these violations. But, yeah, like Mike Boynton said in his press today, some of his players didn't even know what this was for, and they're playing on the team. I, I agree with you. Boss. Most of us felt like because of what happened, the decisions at USC and Creighton and South Carolina, that they would reverse their decision on Oklahoma State. It was just, it was almost like too easy. Yeah. But again, too easy for the NCAA? That I means mean, it's really hard because they screw up everything. everything. And I, I love the fact that Mike Boynton called out every one of those people that I've never heard of <laughs> on the infractions. Okay. I have no idea who any of those people are. But, hey, glad they're really enforcing this one. Yeah. Um, you're right about the South Carolina and USC thing. That, that's just got to add salt to the womb. The NCAA just cannot get out of their own way. And we're going to talk about it more in a little bit with another situation that unfolded this week. But talk about – There'll be more, Rob. Joke. There'll be more. Like, this isn't it. Like, they no, hit a kid – I don't know if you remember. I wrote a – I tweeted about it. A kid, Richard Washington, from San Jose State. Okay, so he – and you should know that name. So he leaves San Jose State. 
He plays in the three. He signs with an agent. He plays in oh, the three. Out three out for you. Made a couple grand there. Took if a couple that, grand. If you like, I mean, if you're on a team that doesn't even win, you might not even make 500 bucks. And he, he, he says, he's like, so they, they banned him for the year. They suspended him for the entire year. He wanted to go back to San Jose State. He said they didn't really have their, their compliance department. The head of it wasn't there. Um, so he told me, listen, I get it. If, if you want to hit me for like eight, 10 games for the non-conference, I totally get it. I screwed Just up. Give the money back and he can play and yeah. work again. We'll get into that later, but what does it matter? I know. I know. Why I know. does, and, and now that the rule has changed, what, what does it matter? Right. It is so dumb. Like yeah. the NCAA, these people have to have some sort of intelligence, but they don't show it. I mean, it's Not unbelievable. Really. It's pathetic is what yeah. it is. So, so now, you know, Oklahoma State, they're not eligible for the NCAA tournament. They're not eligible for the Big 12 tournament at this point. Uh, Mike Boynton's going to be okay. And he said that to me earlier today. He's like, listen, I that's not the concern. I know he's going to be okay. He's a good yeah. coach. He's getting paid a good amount of money. Yep. That is not the issue. The issue is that the players get screwed. Yep. In, in a time when it's supposed to be, oh, we're going to get better at, you know, yep. letting the players make money and being more player friendly. That's That's BS. That, that is total BS because they do stuff like this and it, it doesn't show me in any way, shape, or form that they're trying to be more player-friendly. Yeah, they say it all they want. They can say it all they want, but but until they show it with actions, it is complete bullshit. And, and I don't know how it's going to change. You know, ultimately, I don't think it's going to. Now the question is all those coaches that were starting to feel good about themselves, right, Bill Self, probably starting to feel a little bit better watching some of the, the recent decisions. And now he sees this with his alma mater, by the way, Oklahoma State. And he's got to be thinking to himself, oh, shit. Right? How could you not? But it seems like this could be a deal where Oklahoma State pays the price and maybe others don't. I don't know how. I don't know how they could be the because only Because it's party. not consistent. I know. There's no consistency. It's like, here, here's here's what it's like. Here's what it's like. They, they do this. They take it, they throw it in the hat, and they pull it out. And they pull it out, and they're like, postseason ban. All right. Um, USC, no, you're good. Um, yeah, Creighton, you're okay, too. And uh, Kansas, we're going to get you a lifetime ban. Like, what, like what, is, what did Jerry Tarkanian say about the NCAA? Yeah, that they uh, – they're gonna they, like some small school screwed up, so they yeah, Cleveland you know, some State. big school screwed up, so they 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 punish Cleveland State or something. Yeah, yeah, that's what this is. Dude. So I I think that this could be Oklahoma State just taking the fall. I mean, it's amazing. That's what it looks like with USC and South Carolina, right? Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely amazing at this point. Um, so this comes on the heels of another one earlier this week. That got some pub too, because it's one of the best players in the country, Kofi Coburn, Illinois. Um, some people have him like first team all American, whatever it is, he's dominant, right? He decides to put his name in for the draft last year after the season. Then he puts his name in the portal, but I guess he, he sold some gear on players trunk in the interim. And I, I don't know how much it was, a couple grand couple hundred I, I don't even know what the exact figure was but basically the NCAA is suspending him for three games to start the season because he made some money before he was actually able to make now since then my guess is Kofi Coburn has probably on NIL made 
hundreds of thousands of dollars already. That's my guess. At least to me, a hundred grand. Kofi Coburn's got locked up and and they're going to hit him for three games for taking a couple grand or something like that. Uh, from some gear that he put on, on, you know, players shrunk. Come on. It's pathetic. And I mean, if he had done it three weeks later, he'd be fine. Yes. But especially in a year where you have COVID, the timeline of the draft is screwy. Like there's so much kind of up in the air. And, and again, rules need to be followed or whatever, but this rule has changed. So because it's changed, even if you're going to be like, I think it's over the top to even say you have to pay it back. At this point, you'd be like, dude, it's okay now. Who cares? But okay, you want to make him pay it back? Fine. No harm, no foul. He donates to charity, which he did. Great. No suspension. Let him play. He's one of the best players in the game. He's somebody that the NCAA needs for their own brand and their tournament. And like, you need guys like that. He's not the only one, but you need guys like Kobe Coburn to be playing. And you're going to suspend him for three games for someone that's not even illegal anymore. I mean, who is doing these punishments? I want to just ask them, what are you thinking? Like I said, Why are you doing this? Like Like, I said, Rob. No, I know. it's There it is. There it is. Kofi Coburn. Kofi Coburn. Three games. Richard Washington. A year. I would at least understand where these are coming from if they said this is what it is. No (laughs) suspension. Just throw it out of the hat. There it is. I know. At least then, I would be like, all right. They're doing a lottery of, of, of punishments, <laughs> so I can understand. Maybe it's a wheel. Maybe it's yeah, not picking yeah. out of a hat. Maybe it's a wheel. It's like the lottery balls are popping up. With, uh, uh, come on, you know like, what? at least then I could I could rationalize this. Like, <laughs> hey, you know, this is this is a crapshoot. You got in trouble. Go go take a ball out of the ping pong thing. It's gonna it'll tell you your punishment. I could at least understand that. I don't I don't get the current <laughs> the current deal. We should we. Next next episode we should we should get a little wheel going <laughs> and then we'll put like Kansas, whoever's left Arizona. Oh, forecast. Forecast the the wheel. for the remaining schools. Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna di- we're gonna divvy out their punishments through the wheel. <laughs> we're just gonna we're honestly just gonna try to um try to show people what happens in the NCAA and we'll behind the scenes in the NCAA with the wheel. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Build our own wheel. Um, All right. So how much does this matter for Illinois at all or Kofi Coburn at the end of the day or not? I mean, this is a Marquette game. That's it. It doesn't matter at all. It probably even a little bit might help them. You know, even if you lose a game to Marquette or or who, I think they played Jackson State first. And I I don't know. the other Arkansas State, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know what? You get some other guys that that get minutes, whether it's Omar Payne from Florida or Coleman Hawkins has played really well um, in their exhibition game the other night. And actually, I think both exhibition games. So to me, it it is literally of zero consequence. Some other guys get some confidence. If you lose a game to Marquette because of it, so be it. He'll be back. doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm not worried either. You know, thankfully they weren't playing like in a huge game, you know, and the other, Hey, listen, the other thing that we haven't really talked about. So Jalen Wilson suspended for three games of, of, I think suspicion of DUI or driving under the influence, whatever it was. Uh, He gets a three game suspension. And a lot of people are saying Mark few only got one game. You know, Dixie state, I think was the only game he got for uh, his DUI. What do you think of that, of, of, of a coach? Shouldn't a coach who's in his 50s 
I think Mark Few's in his late fifties, get a stiffer. And I know it's up to the schools here, so it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're putting this. Good. What's that? Coburn is suspended more for selling gear. Than well, but but again, this is a Gonzaga suspension, so I'm no, not. No, I'm not hammering the NCAA. I right. just think that doesn't add up at all. But what about years. even you know, Kansas hits a player three games, Gonzaga hits a coach one game. Should Mark View have gotten a a bigger suspension for this? Yes, he should have. But I guess it's Gonzaga's discretion, and I just look at as a college coach, it's so much different than the NBA. Like in the end, and not that you should get a DUI from an NBA coach, but you're looking up to your college coach. He's, he's like your second father on campus, right? Cause your, your parents are away. This guy's in charge of, of kind of watching over your years from 18 to 22 to kind of mold you into an adult. Or in your case, 18 to 25. All right. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> 18 to 23. Um, so I just think that when you go out and you do this and look, we're all humans. We all make mistakes. That's not an excuse. You should not with Uber, with all the things, with what we just saw with Henry Ruggs in Vegas. Boy. Do not drink and drive. Like, you should not be doing it. Um, but we do make mistakes as, as human beings. But I do think it's wrong that, that you look at, like, a, a Jalen Wilson, and he's got more of a suspension than Mark Few. Because he's setting an example for his players. We've all done it, I think. I know I did when I was a kid. And, and sure. now, you know, what, are you surprised? Drink and try. Yes, I did it when, when you were a kid, or like when I was not in, when I was like, college. like when you were like yeah yeah okay yeah. <laughs> you're like ten. I was, no, I was like twelve years old pounding beers like, and then taking my parents' car out. I got you. Okay, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I think mo- a lot of us probably did it when we were when we were younger, and you know, like you said, when you get older, you know, I'm a parent now. You're not you're you're worried about what your daughter is going to do. So you're going to try to set a pretty good example for that. And and to me, I know Mark View is a huge family man and he, he's remorseful and obviously yeah. what he did, but, but does the punishment fit the crime no. ultimately? And it really does not here. Um, and I'll be out there for one of his first games, a game that I thought he'd miss uh, against Texas at home. In, in a week and change. And I'm, I'm glad in a way that obviously he's going to be coaching because I think it'll be a hell of a game. But should he be coaching? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Before we move on to our final four picks, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now's the time because they are offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one play through to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With football season in full swing, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, let's get to it. We, we got we to gotta go through our final four picks here and kind of break down our final four picks a little bit and, and why and who we have in common, and uh, you want to start? Yeah, sure, I'll go first. All right, go ahead. I'm going to go Kentucky, Gonzaga, UCLA, and Michigan. All right, we got two of the same. Okay. We got this one. I wore this hat for for my final four pick, and uh, I'm with you with Gonzaga. It's hard to argue with Gonzaga, right? I mean, they've got two of the most big men. Yeah. They got everything. I mean, they got two, two elite big men. 
one veteran big man in Drew Timmy, who could be the player of the year. Chet Holmgren could be the number one pick. And then you've got multiple point guards. You know, you, you've got Andrew Nemhart, yep. who, you know, takes care of the basketball, can make people better, doesn't have to score to be effective. And then they got a couple of freshman point guards coming in, one of which is point guard Nolan Hickman. And they'll play together, Hickman and Nemhard. And then uh, Hunter Salas, who's more of a two. You know, he's from Omaha. He's more of a scorer. But I just think they've got not everything you need. Not everything. Because you know what they don't have, Rob? What's that? I, I would say, well, you tell me. What you, Shooting. What you Perimeter. That's what I was going to say. They miss Court Kisper. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's my biggest concern with them is, honestly, are they going to be able to shoot it well enough? Will it matter? You know, it may not matter till the tournament because in the WCC, they'll be able to overwhelm people with their size. Right. And, and maybe even their athleticism this year to some extent and chop blocking ability with Chet Holmgren. But, um, but I, I wonder in the NCAA tournament, do they have one of those, you know, three for 20 nights? Now they can go to, they can throw it inside if they are. I mean, they should be playing inside out. Totally. With Timmy, no matter who they're playing against for the most part, unless it's, your boy Zach Eady or, or Kofi Coburn. Let me ask you, why no UCLA? I mean, you talk about having everything. You have an elite point guard in Tiger Campbell. You've got shooting. You've got a three, four man in Jaime Hawkins that's yeah. elite. You've got Johnny Juzang who can really shoot the basketball. You've got Cody Riley who gave good minutes last year. And you bring in Miles Johnson who is a big time rebounder, yeah. shot blocker. Yeah. You've got an elite freshman in, uh, in Peyton Watson. So I, I'm just you, – you, and I always say this, your, your picks are, are fine. This is a crapshoot, right? Like saying, you haven't seen all my picks yet. You haven't, even, you, you haven't even heard all my picks yet. <laughs> you said we had two of the same, and you said Kentucky, and you said Gonzaga. So when you were saying about yeah. all these nice things about Gonzaga, you said they have everything. I'm looking at UCLA, and I'm like, I think they have everything. <laughs> so. yeah, they they, they kind of do, and I've got them ranked high in the preseason. I just still – I guess it's just so hard for me to look at that team for the first, not for the first half of the season, yeah, the entire well, regular season, and say to myself, like, is that, are they more that? Or are they more the, the NCAA tournament team that caught fire and went first four to final four? You know, and can Mick Cronin keep everybody happy on this team? Yeah. You know, that that's a big question for me. That's a good problem to have, though. It is. And Mick Cronin. Man, our players suck. Right. I, I think Mick's the type of guy that can also, like, he doesn't give a shit. Like, he'll sit somebody down. It doesn't matter to him. Now, I'm not sure that's the way you got to do it with this team. I think you got to be very careful to, to try to keep everybody happy. And, you know, to me, we've said this, you know, Jaime Aquas is probably um, more valuable than Johnny Juzang. He does more. Yeah. But you got to be careful with Juzang that you don't lose him. Because people are expecting Johnny Juzang to go for 20 every night now. And, and that's not going to happen. That's just not, not on this team. So I, I like UCLA a lot. I just, you know, I like other teams better, I think. All right, sure. So get to your other two. Sorry for uh... No, we're, we're going to go through. We're going to start with our two that we both like. And and you, you can't you cannot let me talk about my Kentucky Wildcats after my trip uh, to Lexington yeah. last week. You're big in Lexington now, I hear they love me in Lexington. I mean, I had a had a conversation with Cal Perry, first one in 13 years. That is big. 
It was big. It was, uh, it was very interesting. Uh, I'll leave the details, you know, behind closed doors. Well, uh, pro's pro you are. I am a pro's pro. I am a pro's pro, but <laughs> we, we walked out shaking hands. That's all you need to know, Robbie Hummel. Don't ask anything more. All right. That's it. It's all you're going to get. <laughs> all you're going to get. You can keep digging all you want. Um, I, I just, here's what I like about Kentucky too. They've got veterans now to go with really good young players. I'm, I'm a huge, huge, if you haven't noticed already, Ty Ty Washington. Forgot. Oh, oh, I love him. I love him. You're going to love him. You are. Cause he can score at all three levels. He's, he's a really, really good passer who has good court vision. He's yeah. not a great, great athlete, but he just knows how to play like high IQ. He'll have his ups and downs early as, as most freshmen do, but I think he's going to be great. And the, the beauty of it is. You know, he can learn from some of these older guys, the C.J. Fredericks, sure. the Severe Wheelers, the Kellen Grady's. The How Austin. healthy is C.J. Fredericks? He's, he wasn't when I was there. He, he was still – he hadn't gotten through anything uh, contact yet. Yeah. So I bet he told me he hoped to be ready to go for Champions Classic. My guess is if he's ready to go, it's a handful of minutes. Right. They don't need him. That's the you know, beauty of that right. team is they've got Kellen Grady, who, by the way, uh, Cal Perry was telling me he he started practice shooting nine percent from three. I think it was nine percent for the first like two weeks of practice. Like you, yeah, pretty much. It does sound like me. And uh, and even Kellen Grady told me he's like, yeah, I was worried. He's like, I was a little bit worried here that you know, yeah, it was just too much. The system making that transition, yeah, sure. McKillop, think about it, Bob McKillop system to John Calipari's system. So it took time, and he went from, like, 9% to, like, I don't know, 25%, a couple, you know. So he jumped up significantly. But they, they've just got everything. Again, I like teams that have two point guards. They do. Wheeler and Ty Ty can both play the point. They've got a big – the only thing I worry about a little bit is their their front court depth. They got Oscar, big Oscar Sheepway, who, by the way, like, we got we to gotta try to get him on our pod at some point this year. He's that he's that good. You will die laughing. He he play, man. I feel he, like people have forgotten about him because he hasn't yeah. played in forever. Right. Well, he left at the break. Yeah. He left at the break, West Virginia, and it wasn't it wasn't a very amicable parting between him and Bob. They had some interesting splits with their big. Sag Kanate was a weird ending, and Shibway yeah. was a weird ending. That's yeah, so I, I, I agree I'd that like front court depth is an issue, but I also think that in today's game, unless you're playing, you know, a Purdue or an Illinois or a Michigan, yeah. that doesn't necessarily hurt you as much. No, not in the SEC. Them, not, not in that league. Right. Um, yeah. Damian Collins. They have a freshman, Damian Collins, who's about 6'9", 205, super athlete. Like, think Isaiah Jackson, but just smaller. Yeah. Not as, not as big. Um, so he can – he's more of a four – but against some teams, he can give you 10, 15 minutes at the five. Totally. I just think Kentucky's upgraded shooting is is astronomical from yes. last year. Yes. And that's going to pay huge dividends because they still have dynamic playmakers and they've just got talent. And they're coached by a guy that wins a lot of games. So I, I think Kentucky's going to be really good this year. Yep. I'm with you there. Uh, you want my third team? Yeah, that's uh, The Fighting Illini with uh, Andre Corbello as a point guard. And Kofi Coburn is the big. Yep. 
and Trent Frazier and Demonte Williams, veterans. Like I think Trent Frazier is one of the more underrated guys around. Elite perimeter defender, makes shots. And you know what I love about Trent Frazier is that he has been there through the crap years where they were getting their brains beat in. And he's yep. hung around and he's kind of reaped the benefits the last two or three years of, all right, I, I got my my brain beat in forever and now I get to – to reap the benefits of this deal. So I, I, I love Trent Frazier's game. And I think Alfonso Plummer is a, is a big add too, cause he can make shots. He can really shoot the ball. And so if you put Frazier, Frazier and Plummer out there with Curbelo or Demonte Williams, I mean, you, you right. stick any of those guys in the weak side, yes. you play pick and roll and you let Andre Curbelo go to work. Yep. They're going to be really good. I went with Michigan. If you went with Illinois, Purdue, Michigan, the Final Four, I would be on board with any of those picks. I think any of the three of those could could be there at the end of the day. Why did you go with Michigan? Because I think their upside is is high. Yeah, and I think they might have some struggles maybe early a little bit because they you you cannot lose guys like Isaiah Livers and Franz Wagner and just kind of roll right. Like there's going to be an adjustment period, but Eli Brooks. Again, much like Trent Frazier, very underrated, elite perimeter defender, can make plays, can make some shots, shot almost 40% from three last year. I'm counting on Devontae Jones to have a Mike Smith type year. And that's a little bit scary, but I, we don't know enough about him. No, you don't. And I mean, I I can look at his numbers at Coastal Carolina and they're great. He's, he's obviously had a lot of success there, but I'm expecting him to do it. That might be unfair. I, I don't know. Um, then you look at their freshmen. They've got two five-star guys. Caleb Houston looks like an elite player. I don't know if he will be right away. You know, I, who knows? No one knows. But I do know that Hunter Dickinson is a stud. And I do know that they can play through him when they're trying to fit, find themselves a little bit. And they've got a lot of talented freshmen. And they've got a lot of guys in there that, that can play. So I, I'm, I guess I'm counting on Juwan Howard to kind of do what he did last year. But I do think that at the end of the day, when you look at their ceiling, they're going to have some struggles early probably, but they are talented. So I'm, that's going on a limb. And again, like I said earlier, I think that if, if I had said Purdue or I had said Illinois, I think people wouldn't bat an eye at that. All right. So while, before we get to our fourth team, which for me was the most difficult one left for me, um, tell me how you think Purdue and Matt Painter, you spoke to him, um, for the preview, how do you think he's going to handle this Zach Eady, Trevion Williams thing? How do you think it ends up shaking out? I honestly think it could be one of the toughest things of his coaching career because you very easily could have a, a player who was first team all Big Ten uh, <laughs> coming off the bench this season. And, and, I, and it would be a production deal. It's not that he'd be playing bad. Right. He just might not be playing as good as the other guy. And, and who knows? Like, Trevion could play great. Yep. Zach Eady could maybe regress a little bit from what he's doing in practice. And you, you, you saw him, the reports out of West Lafayette have all been that he is playing phenomenally. Everybody, like everybody at all times. It's the only position on the floor where you would be hamstrung into saying, we really can't play these guys together. Like if you had two point guards who were phenomenal, you'd be like, all right, we'll move on off the ball. We'll find a way like Kentucky. Like they're going to probably play severe Wheeler and Ty Ty Washington together. But when, with the way the game is gone, it's not like you're playing the New York Knicks from 93 where you're like, all right, don't worry. We got Patrick Ewing out there and Xavier McDaniel and Antonio. Like, we got all these guys. We got it, – it's not like that. Like, Charles Smith is not playing the four 
when you've got Patrick Ewing at the five and, and the X-Man at the three, right? Like, so you can't really look at you drop an X-Man, horn, right? And it's, it'll, to me, it will be production oriented. If, if Zach Eady's killing, you're going to have to have some maturity from a guy who's a senior to understand, right? And, and same for, for Zach. Like, if Trevion Williams is, is, has got it going and he's passing and he's scoring on the block, like he, he really can. Yeah. You're going to have to be mature and be like, look, this tonight is just not – my minutes are not going to be there. Right. And they're going to have that issue across the board in a lot of positions, which, again, good problem to have. But it's – we'll see how mature they are. And yeah. that's and that's by no means a diss because everybody that plays wants to play. There's no player at that level that's like, well, you know, I'm okay with playing 10 minutes a game, right. even though I was first team all league <laughs> last right. year. Well, Travion's going to be the one that it's going to be harder for. Zach Eady just started playing basketball four or five years ago. Yeah. You know, he, he didn't play a ton last year. If he has a, you know, a little bit of an, uh, but if you're murdering these guys in practice, right. Yeah. It would be hard because you're like, dude, I, I kick this dude's butt in practice every day. And I'm not saying he is, but no, he did the day I was there. <laughs> he did the scrimmage that they had too, where he had like 36 and 14. Who did? Zach? Zach Eady. In the inner squad scrimmage they had, he had like. Now I don't think he played as well against Providence in their inner scrimmage, but right. it would be hard as a player when you're like, I am seeing what no, I'm doing, no. and I'm playing at the highest level I ever have, and it's better than this guy on a consistent basis. And he's, but but I do know this, I do know that Matt Painter is loyal to his seniors, which a lot of coaches are, and there's nothing wrong with that at all because Travion Williams won them a lot of games. But I, I do think that it will be the hardest deal of his coaching career. It's crazy. I mean, it is, it's one of the more intriguing things about this season. I mean, to be honest, is what he does with those two. And obviously point guard play is going to be important, but how do you make sure you keep them both happy? And are they team? I I think they're both team guys, but there's a difference. But You know what? That to me is unfair to even say that because you can be a team guy and still be pissed about your minutes. Especially when you're playing good. That doesn't mean you're not a team. You know what I mean? Like, I I hear what you're saying, but that's a tough deal. It's a really tough deal. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, so you're – go with your fourth team. And then – I said Kentucky, Gonzaga, UCLA, Michigan. Oh, you did them all. That's right. Okay, so my fourth, I'm still debating between Baylor and Alabama. And I don't know where to go with it. I'm tempted to go Baylor. You know, again, my whole thing, you know where I start with? And and, and you went, what do you do? Michigan, UCLA. Okay, so you're – I wouldn't have gone Michigan because I don't know how good Devontae Jones is yet. And and for me – And I said I'm going on a limb. Yeah. I, I'm going all off potential. I need to know point guard situations. And I'm not saying like James Akinjo is the greatest point guard in the world or Javon Quinterly, neither one. But they're both veterans. They've been around a while now, both of them. Sure. They've both gone through some adversity, right? I mean, Akinjo started at Georgetown, didn't work out for him there at all. Goes to Arizona, playing with a bunch of young international guys, kind of frustrating there. Now he, he's he's a culture guy at Baylor, right? They bring him in and you become a culture guy. And, you know, just it's hard to go against Baylor. I mean, it's hard to go against him. Kendall Brown's terrific as a freshman. Um, Flagler. You know, I don't know. Who just got hurt for them? Was it LJ Cryer's out for the year? No, it's the uh, Langston Love. Oh, Langston Love. Yeah. yeah. Cryer was great in their scrimmage. Great. He's good, man. 
He he just he's waiting his turn. Yeah. He, well, he may good. get it. He may get some of it. I mean, he's not going to get 35 minutes, but I, I meant last year. Yeah. I mean, he, he's going to yeah. play some this year for them. For he sure. will. And, and Meyer, I guess Matthew Meyer is probably the X factor, right? Love because, his love yeah. his game. I, I who who doesn't love his game, right? I mean, everybody probably wants people that people that love consistency might not love his right. game. The guy that's going to bring it a hundred and ten percent of of the plays might. Not necessarily. They're going to love his talent, but, you know. But you would have loved to have had – you never had that green light. I mean, you never had that conscience, I should say. You had no. a conscience. It, had it, a- it affected me much more when I missed shots. I also have not even close to the level of athleticism right. that Matt Meyer has. We know that. We know that. Well, I know, but you you watch him in warm-ups, dude. He's throwing it up there and catching it back here and just freaking – You know what you should have had? You know what you should have had back in college? The mullet. The mullet. He's got a great haircut. I mean, it's hilarious. I, he can pull it off, though. When your game is like that, you can back it up. <laughs> you can do. You can have the mullet. You can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. I mean, he's like the most carefree dude. He's just like I saw him in Waco, and it's just you know. He's Austin, Texas, at the highest level. He is, he is Austin, he is. Texas, and Texas never wanted him. I don't think anybody. I mean, he was like a fringe top hundred kid, but he's like I, yeah, six nine, just freaking. I sick. like Baylor. I do. I like Baylor just because, again, and I think Kendall Brown's got to get healthy. That that's that's a big part of them. Do you think that what we saw from Chama Chachua last year before he got COVID? I mean, he was an animal, and the way he runs the floor, I would think if he's healthy, he overtakes Flo Thamba. Thamba's yeah, probably more will. solid. Yeah, but Chama Chachua is an elite athlete. Elite. They, they elite. still have. So much talent. He plays Adam so Plays really good. He's he, really good. He plays so hard, Rob. That's the thing with him. Is like those two bigs, though. They are what they are, right? They're not going to give you a lot of scoring, but you don't really need a lot of scoring if you have some of those other guys around them, right? So I, yeah, I, I think, I think Baylor's one. And again, choosing Alabama, Shackelford's back. Um, they've got this kid Bediaco, who's they really like as a freshman. J.D. Davidson's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Top 10 recruit, maybe the most athletic dude in the class. I don't know. He's up there. I mean, he's a freak. Um, I just don't know how much of a factor he'll be. I don't know. How I well think their style of play, too, is hard. It is. I mean, the, way that, the way that Nate Oates coaches, and shout out to Nate Oates' wife, who's a longtime listener of the podcast. I would never hate on Alabama ever again after. Because you did for a while. Well, I just – I needed to see it, you know. And then they started getting it done. I did. Last year, about this time, you were a, you were a Crimson Tide hater. It was a little later. It was in the early games. Like, yeah. I, I just – but you know what it was? I was blinded by Doster's just stupid comments about Alabama. Yeah. That's he, what it was. He just was the, the over-the-top, like, that's that's all it was. It was nothing against the Crimson Tide. All right. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm sure they'll be happy to hear that, that it was nothing personal yeah. against Nate Oates or Crystal Oates. Um, and, and it was, it was strictly your, your, your lack of evidence and knowledge about what was going on down in Tuscaloosa. Now you're on board. I'm now on board. you like the Crimson Tide. Um, again, it's hard to find that fourth team. You know, I, I don't think Duke's point guard situation, it doesn't, there's a lot of questions there right now. I don't know what they're going to do there. Yeah. You know, you look at some of the other teams. You, we could have thrown Villanova into this conversation. 
Yeah. Uh, I, certainly, they, they, the question is about who can replace the big fella, but they have a lot of people back. They do. You, we could have easily thrown Nova in here. Uh, but Texas right. is a wild card. Texas is a real wild card for me. But they just, what I think what you said to me a couple weeks ago is so true. Yeah. I don't know if we've ever said it on this podcast. You Sorry for putting you out there like this. Yeah, you said it. But they just, they have a lot of guys that haven't won a lot of games. You know, they have a lot of talent. But yes. you look at like, uh, like Timmy Allen at Utah, they have not been good since he's been there. Marcus Carr in Minnesota, they, they were not that good with him there. They were good players there, but. I think whoever, and this, this simplifies things, but Texas has Marcus Carr, Baylor is Akinjo, Kansas is Remy Martin. I almost feel like whoever out of those three really buys in, because they're all like more scoring. Akinjo was actually probably more of a facilitator than the other two, but I feel like whoever buys in to, to just kind of being a, a good team guy, um, I feel like that team probably wins the Big 12. I don't think there's a, a ton of separation between those three. No, the Big 12 is going to be a, a fantastic league to watch this year. It always is, honestly. It, it, it is. It always is. But it's it's a shame, though, that Oklahoma State, with the team they, that they've assembled. It could have been good. These guys coming back. Yes. It, they were going to be, to me, top four or five seed in the NCAA tournament. I mean, like, Avery Anderson could hoop. Yeah, and they've got a lot of guys that can play. Some guys looking for second chances. You know, I, I just what a joke, man. The NCAA just you can't even make this crap. Yeah, over and over and over, over. Um, so are you done with your golf game now? Are you are you are you so coming might back? Have been the last round of the year. Yeah, you coming back to Chicago? That's it. Friday. Friday. Yeah, you gotta so. get to work. I mean, you've had a long, long vacation here. This and a long off season of uh, basically since the Olympic qualifying tournament, just <laughs> not doing really much of anything except playing golf. That's it. So have you gotten like fat and out of shape now? No, I gotta get back in the gym. No doubt. Yeah, you. I gotta get back on a routine. You gotta look slim and trim like me. Oh my god. When I start modeling my slim and trim off of you, God help. <laughs> hey, sure. I've lost about ten. I'm 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 coming for you. I'm come I'm coming for your vertical, your nineteen and a half vertical. I think my I'm problem get is it. not weight. I stay the same weight. I just become skinny fat. To quote it's... Corey Brewer from the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's what, what he said. No, it was always a, a joke that people were skinny fat. But yes. I, I am Steve Farrow. Corey Brewer, a, a guy that I'm not sure I've ever seen anybody smile more than Corey. He's Brewer. Awesome. awesome. He's a great teammate. He was an awesome player for, but when you look at him, like you take him on your team 10 times out of 10, but if you put him through a workout, yeah, he's not a great ball handler. He's a streaky shooter, but I've seen that man have 50 points in a game. Against you need to get Corey Brewer on. on the pod to tell some, he would be uh, awesome. He, he is awesome. Noah stories. And, yeah, know, his stories from Florida are phenomenal. Oh, you know what? I'll give Corey a lot of credit. He he was very clued in. I felt like to college basketball. Really, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. He watched a lot of college hoops. Did he? Well, I just saw your boy Billy Donovan the other night after they came back from about thirty down to beat the Celtics by you know twenty. Bulls and, for real, uh, baby. Yeah, no, it's you, Chicago Bulls, baby. Chicago Bulls. They, they might be for real. They are. They're better. You know who did not. You know who did not want to. Uh, uh, he, he was okay 
But I waited after the game. I was talking to Donovan for a while, and it's weird now, NBA, after an NBA game, what you can do media-wise, where you can be. And they try to kick me out, but I kind of know where everybody walks to go to the bus right. for, the, for the visitor players. So I was waiting. I wanted to see Lonzo. I hadn't seen him in, in years since my falling out with the uh, father. And uh, so, I, you know, he, he walks towards me, and I got my mask on, and I pull it down, and he sees me and, you know, just kind of gave me a nod. And then, I, I, you know, first it was like a nod, and then I think he realized who it was, and then it was probably like, screw you. And uh, And I just told him, you know, I'm happy for him that he's found a place that I think is a good home for him, and I think he'll – I think he'll be great in Chicago. I really do. And I've always been a huge Lonzo fan. You know, I think he plays the game the right way. Doesn't say two words. Uh, I think he's really taking uh, Io under his wing. Yeah. Right here. And uh, so anyway, that was my Lonzo story. I will say that the ball boys, whether it's Lonzo or or LaMelo, they're doing all right. They are doing (laughs) just fine. I don't know about LiAngelo, but, um, but you know what? Leandro can do whatever he wants. You know, he's got a lot of money from that, that ball, whatever Facebook show. So, uh, anyway, uh, next week, we're going to have some games to talk about. Right. Let's go. Yeah. Nice. We have to figure out what, what, when we can do the pod. Cause I'm all over the place next week. Yeah. I'm, uh, uh I'm hitting champions. I'm doing 11 games in the first 13 days of the season. Holy crap. When are we going to do the pod next week? We're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. You know the two of us on the road, you know, in a car doing it together, you know, yeah. through our phones or something. We'll find a way. We'll get it done. We will get it done. I promise you. Um, there you have it, another episode of the uh, Goodman and Hummel podcast. Uh, checking in from uh, Kentucky, Big Blue Nation. I have a shirt over there, too. I might wear that later on in the year. Um, we'll see you next week. <laughs>